Welcome to episode two of the First Buck Podcast. Today will be a background interview on me, so you can learn a little more about me, what I've done, my experiences, and where I started. Alright, so today I run two businesses. One is Honeydew Services, which has been around for about four years. We just hit our four-year mark about three months ago. Um, that is a home services business where we do home maintenance and general repair on properties. We work for property management companies as well as um, direct to the client or direct to the homeowner. My second business, Rugged Comfort, is more of a hobby project and that is where I'm playing around with online sales selling on Amazon, selling on Etsy. I sell handmade camping gear. Um, my premier product is a ferro rod fire starter that I call the bulletproof fire starter. Um, kind of cool, but that business kind of takes a sideline to my main business of honeydew services. So what was my first business? Well, in middle school, so I was probably 12, 13, round about there. Um, middle school, I started selling bubble gum because I went to Sam's Club and could find it by the bucket, which had like, I don't know, 400 pieces in it. Um, and I would turn around and sell them for five cents a piece at middle school because everybody was asking everybody for gum anyways. So supply and demand, I just charged them a nickel for a piece of gum. Um, that quickly turned into selling trading cards. Um, I would buy trading cards on eBay, early days of eBay. Um, I would buy trading cards on there and then I would just turn around and sell them, um, piecemeal to the people playing either Pokemon or Magic the Gathering or Yu-Gi-Oh or whatever. I didn't really know much about the trading cards, I just knew that if I bought in bulk and sold um, individually I would make more money so in middle school my first business uh, both of those probably netted me maybe a thousand dollars fifteen hundred dollars um, a semester so not too bad not too bad of a little uh, side business um, so as I said before um, my main business is honeydew services um, with that business, it is a cash flow business. It provides the needs of my family. It isn't a passion business. It isn't something where I love what I do every day and would do it forever. Um, it is something that I don't mind doing, just not something I wanna do forever, and it's probably not a very scalable business. The reason a handyman business isn't a very scalable business is because when clients hire you, um, they expect to have you do the work, not not someone else. And it's really hard as a handyman to outsource projects and have the same standards of perfection with other people doing the work instead of just you. It's easy to make sure the work is done perfectly if you're the one doing it, but where finished product is a factor and a requirement um, 
it just doesn't lend itself to be very scalable. You can have a couple people say you can outsource to a tile guy or outsource to a plumber or outsource to somebody who specializes in showers. Um, but you're not going to be able to specialize or you're not going to be able to outsource everything. Um, just the amount of jobs that come in don't lend themselves to that very well. Do I have a side business? I would consider Rugged Comfort my side business right now just because that is where I play. That's where I'm experimenting with online sales. That's where I'm experimenting with different products. That's where I'm playing with different sales channels, Amazon, Shopify, Etsy, um, even going to um, booths and selling at different shows or events. My livelihood really isn't dependent on how Rugged Comfort does. It is dependent on how Honeydew Services does. So that allows Rugged Comfort to be more of an experiment. That's where I've been kind of playing with different products, different ideas, and trying out different things that I think that would be fun. Two pieces of advice from my day job, from my Honeydew Services. Um, one piece of advice would be marketing is key, especially in the beginning. You want everybody to know your name. Um, you can only have clients if the clients know who you are. And so one big thing that I did first starting out was go to all the meetups, go to all the, you know, the home and garden show, go to all the real estate offices. Actually, that's a funny one. Um, Real estate offices often have a front desk manager or um, a receptionist, and it's really hard to get back into the office and talk with the realtors themselves. Um, I found an interesting way to get around that. I started bringing in donuts, and so the receptionist would let me back to see who wanted donuts. Um, so for about the first month to two months, I would go around to all the real estate companies in town and deliver donuts to them and have a quick conversation um, about how the market is, how work is, you know, the projects that I do, the projects that I've done, what I can do for them. And it made it to where I was top of mind with all the realtors in town. Anytime they had somebody buying or selling and needed fix-ups, um, they would call me. So that has developed, you know, that was, I haven't taken donuts to anybody in probably three years, but that laid the groundwork for a lot of the relationships that I still rely on today for the work I get. I also use the radio as a form of marketing um, when I first started because you don't really ever hear handyman businesses marketing on the radio. You don't hear them um, going door to door. You always see them and an abundance of them in the newspaper. And so I stood clear of the newspaper because I didn't want to get lost in the crowd. I wanted to advertise where nobody else was advertising. So I skipped the newspaper and went right to the radio. I guess my second piece of advice when you're starting a handyman business or a services business, this could be a cleaning business as well, um, is to work it even when it's not a full-time job in the beginning, when you're super slow and maybe you don't have enough clients yet, 
to dedicate the time as if it were full-time and just use that extra time in marketing you know knocking door to door going and having conversations with realtors going and having conversations um, with homeowners going to where your clients hang out and spend time and actually starting up those conversations you know this could be as simple as hitting up all the salons if you're a cleaner you know where are the women gonna be at least once a month um, where are you going to find your target client what are a few of the things that I've learned operating rugged comfort so rugged comfort is about two years old actually about two and a half years old now um, the last year I haven't done anything with it because honeydew services has been so busy but for the first year and a half of operating rugged comfort I had a Shopify I had Amazon I had um, vendor booths at holidays and um, different city events um, and so I've learned quite a bit through that process of figuring out where people go where people buy and what kind of items they're hoping to buy in each of those situations so vendor events when people are you know going to the summer festival whether it's a blossom day parade or an apple days parade um, nobody's really looking to bring home bulky items so you know big big chairs or big signs or any of that kind of stuff doesn't move as much uh, because people are walking around and enjoying it themselves they aren't looking to tote things around so smaller items um, things that'll fit in your pocket things that'll fit in a grocery bag usually go better um, it can be a dance sometimes at price point you know some shows you do better at a twelve dollar price point some items um, sell better at the twenty to thirty dollar price point probably not too much above thirty dollars just because most people are enjoying their day they're not really looking to spend heavily unless it's during the holidays um, you can do like ten to fifteen dollar stocking stuffers but oftentimes like holiday decor or signs often sell better at that time um, yeah we'll have to do another episode completely on that but after that you know Amazon is a really interesting place you don't really want to have any handmade goods on Amazon it's just not the marketplace for that and so I quickly learned that and took my items off um, after running out of inventory but we did sell probably four to five hundred pieces on Amazon it just wasn't lucrative enough at the price point I was selling them to move the amount I needed to rank on Amazon to get the right sales but so Amazon is a good good marketplace but there again you want to be in the twenty to thirty dollar range you don't really want to be in the ten to fifteen dollar range on your item just because the Amazon fees and the shipping fees and the storage fees and everything if you're a $10 item or a $12 item the amount that you actually get to keep after selling your item is so minimal that you have to sell hundreds of units a day just to make it worth it 
So we didn't really find that um, advantageous for us. Etsy is another interesting marketplace that we're actually going to look into further and do more with eventually. Um, Etsy is a place where a lot of handmade or or homemade goods are sold. Um, so whether you knit or crochet or carve or engrave, um, most of your stuff will be on Etsy. So Etsy is a good place. I'm not sure what we'll do there in the future, but that's something we are looking further into. With Rugged Comfort, the more I experiment, the more I learn. Um, I've learned a lot through selling on Amazon and going to shows and going on Shopify and building websites and stuff. And I've realized that the more, the more you can put your why into what you're doing, the better your sales are going to be. Um, building a brand around what you do is oftentimes what is the difference between a good sale or I mean, uh, good profit or bad profit you know you can flatline at one of those sales and be upside down really really fast with all the fees and all the overhead associated with doing any of those sales channels um, but so building a brand is really important no matter where you're selling what you're selling um, some way of setting yourself apart because the item itself say you're selling a fire starter you know on Amazon there's 30 different fire starters what's gonna make them sell or what's gonna make them buy yours instead of somebody else's so that's something to keep in mind is to brand yourself um, the products that you sell are more commoditized um, if you can set yourself apart in any way you have a better chance of having better sales so where am I focusing now going into 2020? So going into 2020, we are focusing more on building brand and building brand awareness. So we're going to be doing more social media, um, obviously figuring out this podcast and learning how to make that more of a thing. Um, we're also going to be doing network marketing groups and stuff locally but that's mainly where we're going to be going that's all for now guys thanks for tuning into the podcast and if you like what you're hearing please subscribe rate us and review us in stitcher and apple podcast anything helps so please give us your comments good or bad let us know what we can change um, let us know what we can improve on Thanks, guys. Have a good day.